What's up? Episode 30 of Nostalgia. I'm yeah. here with Dave Martinson. He's one of the greatest alive. He's got stamina. What's going on, Dave? <laughs> Whenever anyone calls me a goat, I'm happy to oblige. Thank you, Pat. Of course, Dave, I do have course. stamina. Been you know, out. you're a goat in many ways, for sure. You have been working out. You're looking mad. Brolic. Shout out Chris Labs. He's not uh, listening. Ex-co-host of Mercy Rule. But Dave, I needed to call you out for something first. So we faced off in fantasy this week. Mm, the need for Schneed. <laughs> great fantasy name. Not a great fantasy performance. Where, where did it go wrong for you this week? Uh, Le'Veon Bell suspension, I think, mm. would be the answer for that. Were, were you not aware that he was suspended? No. I just almost won in light of that, so I'm pretty proud of my team. Almost won, lost by nine points. So I actually might have been like eight point seven, I think, or something along those lines. You should be feel not good about that. You well, lost literally everyone else. I also did not have my first round pick. So wait, who? Rob Gronkowski. He only averaged about eleven points a game. Oh, NBD, just one of the, the best fantasy players. First round pick. Not no, no big deal that I beat you without him. So uh, it was a reach. Moving on. Because I don't want to gloat too much about how much better I am at fantasy football than you. We're going to touch on a lot of news this week. Our main topic is going to be Emmy predictions. But I want to start talking about Sia and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, obviously a giant of industry. One of the probably greatest pop musicians ever. And Sia, who is making a name for herself in the last couple of years. Yeah. They both had new singles. What do you think of them? They're both really catchy songs. They're both going to do well on the radio. I like the Sia song a lot more. I see a song called The Greatest, which also has a version with Kendrick Lamar. And then Lady Gaga's song is called Perfect Illusion. But while I like Sia's song more, I think Lady Gaga's song is a, has a better idea behind it in terms of introducing Lady Gaga back into the mainstream because she hasn't really had much music out since Born This Way, which was 2013, well, 2014. She did, she did release an album with, uh, with Tony, Tony Bennett. Yeah, but then... That if you w- want to reach the kids, <laughs> get Tony Bennett on your album. But that, that intentionally was not a big got no radio play for that so they're both interesting songs i like to see how they do hearing the sia song all i could think is i feel like kygo has influenced pop culture and pop music so much in the last two years because i feel like that tropical house sound has made its way into like everything i wouldn't say it's kygo i would say it's dancehall the obsession with dancehall and pop music sure but i feel like kygo is like the embodiment of that like he, he he basically is that dance hall sound the the rhythmic pop music that suddenly every pop song needs right now right and he blew yeah. up in 2014 pretty yeah. much and then well, it really has... followed in 2015 2016 with the dance hall sound yeah well yeah about. hotline bling and one dance that's the thing though because apart from adapting to the sound of the song sia still has the same vocal delivery she always has mm-hmm. and it's the same it sounds just like cheap thrills and it's I the same cheap thrills. it's the same I got sia, it's sia doing the same thing she always does why, why i just like this song more why change it I, I i guess so i guess she's early enough in her career that she doesn't need to change it whereas lady gaga nice little uh, bruce springsteen influenced mm-hmm single loud brash single get back in the zeitgeist over singing like you pointed out before the pod yeah i think she oversings the shit out of this song because <laughs> her lyrics are so non-existent just perfect illusion yeah something confusion or, yeah a perfect confusion like lyrical epiphany i got it lady god i understand you're very impressed with how this song goes you just gotta let it let it be heard but over sang or maybe just underwritten Take that mm-hmm. as you will. But the, my favorite thing about the Sia song is the music video. I don't know if you've seen it. 
I have seen it. It's, it's very strange. Yeah, I was like, is she escaping a Russian gulag with some Oliver Twist kids? <laughs> and then they're doing these weird-ass dances. Well, Maddie's in it, who's in all of her music videos. Watch the video. It's got 38 million views in a week. It's already her 10th most viewed video, almost her 8th. So that's cool. And it, the song debuted 52 on the Billboard chart this week, and that's using the version with Kendrick Lamar with his typical pop feature similar to what he did for Taylor Swift and other artists. I haven't heard the Kendrick Lamar verse, so I'm, I'll have to oh, check it out afterwards. Yeah, that's the one that's charting. Hmm, interesting. So also, speaking of charts, I'd be remiss to not mention Drum and Lil Yachty's Broccoli is up to 14 in the country right now. Broccoli's trash. It's not trash. A- a- actual broccoli, I, I was oh, the song, no. song's fine. High-protein content. Hmm. What do you think of broccoli on pizza? Because at, at oh, my... I, that's stupid. At my work, my, my boss I mean, it's loves fine, but... broccoli on pizza. You want a pretty lukewarm take right now? Mm. Chicken bacon ranch. Not a good pizza. I think that that's probably true. A lot of people hype it up as the greatest thing. I'm like, what? First of all, ranch sucks. Buffalo chicken But even if it didn't, it's still whatever. Buffalo chicken pizza also, mm, meh. I I think buffalo chicken as a flavor is pretty pretty mediocre. Buffalo is just enough of that. And people never know what to do. Do you put sauce, like pizza sauce, and then the buffalo chicken on top? Do you make it like hot sauce underneath the cheese, then put the buffalo chicken on top? No one knows how to make a good buffalo chicken pizza. Just stop. Give me the pepperoni. Give me the bacon. If you agree with us, let us know. Tweet at us at NostalgiaPod. If you like those toppings, you can unfollow us right now. So, Dram, Drum. Drum. Mr. Drum and what's his name? Young Yachty. Young Yachty. (laughs) Little Boat is that your nickname. They're they're doing really well with Broccoli. You mentioned an, an album that you listened to recently that you thought was really good that... It's not them, though. It was Mr. Travis Scott, I believe. Yeah, Birds in the Trap, Same Night. Whack-ass title. But (laughs) I've since listened to the record since last week, and I I really dig it. It's really interesting because Travis is really becoming a master at what he does. He's not the best rapper, and he knows that, but he's got a great ear for beats. If you remember, Travis Scott came up. He signed, still signed to T.I., Grand Hustle Records, but he signed the good music, imprint, very good beats. So he, he came up as a producer for Kanye. But he's very obviously a Kanye protege, sure. and he'll eventually, I assume, get a rap deal with good music as well. But he think he said in a Hot 97 interview, he is going to be the executive producer of Crew Winter, and he wants to get it done by early next year. Like Travis February. Scott is going to be? Yes. Interesting. I like that because he's got a great ear for beats, and obviously he's already on good. So I like the album. If you listen to it, you can tweet at me let me know. The songs I like the most are the two songs with Kid Cudi, and then... Unfortunately, Outside, which has a 21 Savage feature that actually flows really well on the song. I still <laughs> do not like 21 Savage, but that's a good song. So let me know if you like Travis Scott. Let me know. But speaking of good music, they had a recent surprise pop-up show last sure. week in New York City. Shout out my friend Jose. What up, Jose? This is Jose on pod. Twitter, friend of the pod. He was there. Snapchats were fire. They announced at the show that Good Music just signed Migos and Tyga to the label. Migos, sure, they're hot. Tyga, though, I have a question for you. Do you think that Tyga, who's musically been in the rut for about three years... <laughs> Basically his whole career. He had three really good club bangers back in 2011. Those, right. You know, Rack City and Fade and <laughs> Make It Nasty. Those songs are good. But do you think that this signing is just Kim telling Kanye to throw Tyga a bone? Do, can you do, do the fam a favor and sign Tyga because he could use the funds and the attention? That was actually my first thought, was this had to be a Kardashian... Yeah, I mean, who, <laughs> Kanye being a huge influence on the rap industry right now, 
he cannot see something in Tyga. He can't say this kid is gonna make good music, like taking to the next. He's known each other for a long time too. Tyga's in his late twenties. There there was a rumor that Tyga had borrowed, quote unquote, a lot of money from Kendall Jenner, and I wonder. You mean Kylie Jenner? Kylie Jenner. Sorry. And I yeah, wonder, apparently he's got mad debts. He had his cars being rebuilt and stuff. I wonder if this is a way that Kanye's like, you can stay on and pay off these debts, and then you're, you're dead to me. Mm. What do you think? He'll pull like like the Godfather type thing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I hope so. Let us know what you think about Tyga. I, I assume you agree. So moving on to an artist much better than Tyga, and one of your favorite artists, yeah. John Mayer. <laughs> Ten year anniversary of his <laughs> continuum album. Dave, what's your favorite song off the album? Can you name any John Mayer song? No, probably not. I've listened to a fair amount of John Mayer, just attempting to figure out what the hype was. Not my type of tune, but I do find his celebrity escapades interesting. Absolutely. (laughs) His Wikipedia personal life tab is quite large. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Katy Perry was his most recent one. And, a lot. and they just broke up. I think he, he definitely with Taylor Swift before, and she actually wrote a song about him called Dear John. Yeah. I mean, he's been out there a lot. Classic Taylor. I, I think you probably know this song. Have you ever heard the song Waiting on the World to Change? I don't know. I would imagine that you did. <laughs> that is the first song off the album, probably the most well-known song off it, but this is a great album to revisit if you like rock, singer-songwriter albums, or just good guitar work in general. He's known as one of the best guitarists. Yeah. Um, alive right now does he perform a lot of this album today i would say a good amount of it i mean i I don't know what his live shows look like at this point he's had a couple of he's had two albums since like 2010 right yes one of them i cannot remember 2014 i want to say battleborn but that's actually a killer's album but it was also something like that battle it's also a really bad video game battle studies that's nine dog i know that that actually came out since this i mean this is 10 years old so 2006 paradise valley that's what i'm thinking of the album is not a very well-regarded genre. I recognize the con. I, re- I recognize the album cover. It has like the scenery on it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I actually, I actually saw him after the album came out. And he played almost no songs off it. Nice. But I would assume he plays "Waiting on the World to Change," "Gravity," "Heart of Life," and "Slow Dancing in a Burning Room." Probably four songs he probably plays live. Wait, did you say this was his first album? No, this was not his first okay. album. Yeah. This is probably his most well-known album. Yeah. It's a great album. For anybody that's transitioning to college or from college to adult life. Just don't be sad. Don't need to listen to him. <laughs> life hack. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a, it's a good album about transitioning, moving on, growing up. So check it out. Tweet me your thoughts at Sheen World Peace. Tweet the podcast, Twitter, at NostalgiaPod. Follow us, soundcloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. I'll get it right one day. Drink. Anything else that you want to talk about before we head on to the Emmys? This Friday... Aluna George, back at it again. Sophomore album, I remember. Gonna be awesome. Also, Mac Miller, fourth album, The Divine Feminine, also this Friday. Hype for both. I'll talk about them next week. They have some singles out ahead that are good. Mac Miller has Dang with Anderson Pack. Awesome video, great song. Aluna George has Mean What I Mean, featuring my girl Dreezy. Also has a video. Dang is a great song. Really, really enjoy that song. Mac and Ariana Grande just had a song come out from the album. Young love. How soon do you? How soon before Ariana Grande takes over for Carrie Underwood as the Monday Night Football singer? Do you think I give her like four years? She's a very good singer. So I can see it. Carrie Underwood with that new song, which is trash. Yeah. I don't care. So. Country, go away. Florida Georgia you know, you know, Line has a song that's like 40th right now. Holy, enough with the bro country for starters. I see. Br- so bring many back uh, what, what's his name? Johnny Cash. No, no, no. Who's uh, who, Chris Hiddleston? 
Who who is the country singer who did really well last year and cleaned it up? And everyone's like, he's real country again. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? He's big. He's got long hair. Uh-huh. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Shout out Justin Timberlake for finding Chris Stapleton. Oh, cool. Huge. So, nice. We're going to move on, though, to the Emmys, because I don't want to go down a country music rabbit hole. Nah, there's right nothing you to know say. us. We, we start talking about country music. You're not going to get us to stop. <laughs> uh, 30 episodes in, man. <laughs> what a trend. <laughs> so we're going to just go through the major categories. I skimmed through the ones that have already happened. Seems like Grease Live really cleaned up. Shout out Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> Staying relevant. Post Zac Efron. So that was really interesting, and I was surprised to see that, but I kind of just forgot about it, so that was probably why I felt so surprised. So we're going to go through the main categories here. They Um, announced the nominations on July 14th, but we waited till now, obviously, to talk about them. And just in case you didn't know, to be eligible for the 2016 Emmys, which is the 68th Awards, the show had to come out between June 1st, 2015, and May 31st of this year. However, there's the Hanging Episodes rule. So if your season is not done by May 31st, as long as the majority of it came out before May 31st, you get in on this award. So that applies to Game of Thrones and Silicon Valley. But Mr. Robot Season 2 is not eligible for these Emmys. So when we talk about Mr. Robot, we're talking about the superb Season 1. Also, that means No Stranger Things or Vice Principals. Those are not eligible either. Right, those will be on the next one. Yep. So we're going to start with lead actor in a drama series. Does that feel like a good place to start? Sure. Well, actually, before we start, Jimmy Kimmel. Good or bad host? Good host. Award show. He'll be yeah, fine. I think he'll be great. Because I think I think Jimmy Kimmel is really really talented, and I think he's better than Jimmy Fallon, but not as well liked as Jimmy Fallon. Because Jimmy Fallon, I think, is more personable and really good at laughing no matter what. Jimmy Kimmel's a talent, and he's been doing it a long time. So variety talk series. Yeah, I didn't actually choose a winner in this. I wasn't. I don't really watch these shows, so it's really hard to guess. But it sounds like you're leaning towards Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah, I think Jimmy Kimmel gets his due. In an election year without Jon Stewart or Colbert, who wasn't nominated, and Trevor Noah didn't do good enough, I think Kimmel gets it, unless John Oliver, maybe. I actually would say Jerry Seinfeld. Comedians in cars getting coffee. Because it's different than the other ones, that's an interesting It's uh, on Crackle, choice. first of all, which I think they would... I think they're going to try to give a little bit of love to shows that are on different platforms. It seems to be a burgeoning trend within the Emmys over the last couple of years. I think uh, House of Cards has gotten some, some love. I mean, really, it's just Netflix, and that's it. I mean, Amazon only has 16 nominations this year. I think Amazon won a award at the Golden Globes last year, though. Oh, yeah, well, Transparent wins. Well, Transparent. We'll talk more about Transparent in a minute. So I, I could see that, especially because Jerry Seinfeld's got a lot of really good guests on that. Obviously, these other ones have, but it's a different type of show. And Jerry Seinfeld's just very well-liked. I could see him mm-hmm. kind of pulling this out. In a year without Jon Stewart, like you said, it's a great point. But why don't we jump back to where we were going to start, a little <laughs> preview for y'all. Lead actor in a drama series, pretty good crop of leading men. So who stands out to you here? Who, like, who did you immediately look at? Me looked at my, go- my guy, Rami Malek, Kevin Spacey, and then Bob Odenkirk for Jimmy McGill, Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like the distinction that he's now winning, though. But shout out Matthew Reeves for the Americans finally getting <clears throat> some recognition. Yep. He's probably the should-win option but i don't think he wins i really think rami's got this stole the words right out of my mouth i actually had written down rami's my winner but matthew reese should win this now kevin spacey did win the the sag award but rami's the only one to have a sag golden globe and critics choice nominee as well as this emmy nomination house of cards is trash well season four <laughs> i think is, is the it we'll got, tell more it about got better it got better second best season i think we just had 
Yeah, I, I think we talked about it on an earlier pod, but... Kevin Spacey already won, but this is going to be Robin Malik. Mr. Robot Season 1 is not the universal critical acclaim show that it is without his performance. No, he's fantastic. He's amazing as Elliot. Moving on to lead actress in a drama series, keep it moving. I think Viola Davis going to get the love here for How to Get Away with Murder. It's the show's only nomination. Not happening. No? You don't think not so? Happening. No, I, no, no. It's not going to be Claire Danes because Homeland's become a mess show. Taraji B. Henson in Empire, no. Dark Horse, the girl from Orphan Black, only because she's another one who didn't get nominated until this year. Mm-hmm. Carrie Russell, Americans, once again, I think they're just happy to again finally getting recognized right. for being a crit- critically underwatched show. You think it's going to be Robin Wright then? Yeah. She's never had a more bigger part in the show. She was she's great. Already, she's already been nominated before for the show. I think she's got it. She was great. I'm still going to stick with Viola Davis though. I think that she's very well respected as a an actress mm-hmm. uh, for her body of work throughout the sure. years. Sure, Suicide Squad at the top of the list. This is only her second Emmy nom, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I think she's done a lot more movies than, than TV, but... I think she got nominated for this last year. And I think she won last year. Yeah. So back-to-back, Viola yeah. Davis. No, no. Yep, going to be a, a winner for the next... It's a show on ABC. They, they don't get recognized. <laughs> Even though they have 35 nominations, which is more than AMC this year. Well, I'm not going to bicker too much about this because I don't really care about that category very much. Sorry to say for the actresses. I wow. care. I actually care more about the supporting actress in a, in okay. a drama series. So when we Keep get to that, we'll talk about it. Lead actor in a limited series or movie. So this is kind of hard for good me to say because I haven't seen a lot of these. Good God, is that a good group, though? But yes. I mean, Brian Cranston, Benedict Cumberbatch, Idris Elba, Cuba Gooding Jr., Tom Hiddleston, and Courtney B. Vance. Yeah. Who wins, Dave? Vance. Yep. I haven't even seen that, nor do I want to see that. But I know how good Courtney B. Vance was. He was, he stole the show. I mean, he was playing opposite really talented and well-known stars. He's like the one who played Johnny Cochran. Mm-hmm. If you don't remember. David Schwimmer, Cuba Gooding Jr., Travolta. John Travolta, correct, and Sarah Paulson. And he was the standout star. Yep. So I think he's got that locked up. Shout out Tom Hiddleston. Who's although, winning now, Taylor? Although Idris Elba could pull it out. Luther's very well. He's been getting Luther noms for a minute now, though. I don't know. He's never won. He's gotten five of them, never won. Yeah. Three first-time nominations, too. All, well, one for Tom Hiddleston, two for Cuba Gooding Jr. and Brandon right. B. Vance from People vs. OJ. Lead actress in a limited series or movie. You know, I'm going with Peggy. Kirsten Dunst for Fargo yep. Season 2. Yeah. One of the most perfect bodies of television work ever made. It was fantastic. Yeah, I would love her to win, but I, from what I've gathered, I think it's Sarah Paulson for People vs. OJ. Yeah, probably. Because this is, this is their sixth nomina- nomination in five years. Yeah, because she gets nominated for all of the... Uh, horror Story. Yeah, American Horror Story. Because it's the same people on that every season, right? Until they don't want to do it. Jessica Lang stopped, but Evan Peters is doing it still. I don't watch American Horror Story, but... She's actually also nominated for that this year. Yeah, as that, a that's cool. a supporting actress, right? She has a chance to get to. That'd be I interesting. See it. It, it, we'll get to that category later. But lead actor in a comedy series... I want Aziz Ansari. I picked Aziz. I'm going with my gut. You're picking him? I I, I think he's going to do it. He's going to do it with the frog knee. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Anthony Anderson from Blackish, people like that. Will Forte in Last Man on Earth. I'm surprised that's there. William H. Macy in Shameless on Showtime. Don't have an opinion on him. Uh, Thomas Middletich 
for as Richard in Silicon Valley. I'm surprised he's the only he's the one actor for how that does, show gets nominated. Yeah, how does T.J. Miller not get nominated for Ehrlich? I mean, they're probably not big enough, but either Martin yeah. Starr or Kamala Johnny yeah. is Gilfoyle and Dinesh. But T.J. Miller, I mean, Ehrlich literally steals that or show even, uh, almost every episode. Or even Jared. Yeah, Jared, hilarious. There's four, there's four better choices. I think it's because Richard is like the least likable character. Right. And it's it's... It's a good, it's a very good comedy performance, mm-hmm. but what he, what his performance has to be is not the most fun of the show. Everybody else in that show is so ridiculous. He actually plays more of a straight man. Yeah. I mean, he he's the one that has to make everybody else seem super ridiculous all the time. I don't think he'll even get many votes here. Jeffrey Tombor is winning for Transparent anyway. Yeah, I had him as my second. I mean, he's won before for this role, I believe. Last year. And very well-received show. A little hard for me to get into. I almost made it through the first season. I'm slowly chipping away at it, but... Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's great in the role, but I think Aziz was just better. Master of None was probably my favorite comedy. Yeah, show the way Master of None was so different for a comedy, the way it handled race and family and relationships. Just, yeah, real life. It was awesome. And, I mean, geez, I mean, <laughs> having his parents in the show. The thing is, I could The way he tackled, like, stereotypes for Asians, Indian specifically. Absolutely. That's something that you don't see on show. And also, this is Aziz, really, his first lead in anything. Yeah, and but I think probably what could knock it down a little bit, even though it got a lot of acclaim, I think it hits more with people our age than people a little bit older, which is why I think Jeffrey yep. Tambor probably will win this. You're probably right on that, but, but I hope interesting that the two people we're talking about the most are on Netflix and Amazon. Absolutely, lead actress in a comedy series. I mean, do we even need to talk about this category? No, <laughs> Olivia Louis or Julia Louis Dreyfus. I actually don't watch any of the other shows on here. I mean, I know Amy Schumer, of course. I don't really watch her show that much. Ellie Camper, she's pretty good. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, don't I care wasn't for really it. huge into. I liked her in Bridesmaids. Yeah, she's great in Bridesmaids and also in The Office. But Julia Louis-Dreyfus, every time she does Veep, she'll win. Yeah, this will be her fifth straight win for this and her sixth overall win in the category, which will be a new record. It'll be interesting to see which direction Veep goes, too, because it ended with somebody else winning the presidency last Ooh, spoilers. Year, so sorry anyone that hasn't caught up on Veep five months later reality competition program dave who's your pick bachelor in paradise <laughs> we're gonna move on i guess not I, nominated i would say the voice maybe oh my i could not give less of a fuck about the voice. <laughs> I, i'm i'm headed up here with singing and dancing shows can we have other talents get their due well actually watch, i don't actually care you should just watch america's got talent then because they have magicians on there and everything else. and they have singers they do and they always win it's stupid <laughs> i'm, I'm had up to hear with singers and dancers <laughs> moving on dave television movie what's your pick i literally don't give a shit all the way up no, it's a uh, brian cranston effect hbo has won this category the last nine years and now they have two to pick from confirmation or all the way and i think brian cranston gets it over the edge over the edge yeah i can see that no I luther mean... or sherlock but sherlock did take a different direction with this new run so maybe that'll get some attention. I don't know. It was a little more mixed reception, though. We'll see. Limited series, though. This one. Roots. This one's going to piss me off, Pat. So wait, a qu- question. Roots, I thought, was back in the 90s. Roots already won in 1977. <laughs> the remake is not going to get any attention here. American Crime and The Night Manager. In another year, very right. capable winners. Maybe. But this is a two-horse race between Fargo, season two, from last year, and The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story which has much more of the recent buzz. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be really pissed when that show wins. I think it's going to win, and I really want Fargo to win, because Fargo is flawless. 
I could see the people versus OJ winning in every category it gets just because it has so much buzz right now. But you're right. Fargo is the show that, that deserves to win in this category. It triumphed. It's it's fantastic first season, too. I, and I think I said my only problem with it was the very ending with the aliens. Minor great. Otherwise, very well done show. I mean, you really can't get much perfect, much more perfect than that for a TV show. So you have a right to be angry, Dave. And if you want, you can tweet about it because you'll be live tweeting the Emmys this Sunday as I'm at a Red Sox game watching yeah. Big Poppy's last game against the Yankees. At Nostalgia Pod. Yeah, shout out FX. Fargo's on FX. FX has the second most nominations at this year's Emmys with 56. First place was HBO at 94. Third was Netflix with 54. HBO the God. AMC. Lagging behind NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, and PBS. So that's interesting. But you know what? Good for A&E. 12? Plus 10. Year to year. HBO, meanwhile, 32 less nominations from last year because they had a whopping 126 last year. What? Was that because every Game of Thrones character got nominated for Best Supporting Actors? Well, no. That was this year. Game of Thrones leads the pack with 23 this year. People versus OJ, 22, Fargo, 18. So that's cool. Saturday Night Live, though, 16. I have a feeling that's going to win because, I don't know, they're picking them this year. I don't know. Shout out Kate McKinnon. She should win. You think Saturday Night Live is going to win this year? Yeah, Saturday Night Live was trash this year. I know. I think it wins. (laughs) It will not win this year. What is that, Variety Sketch Series? Yeah, where is that? Where is that? Because they're going to rob Key and Peele blind and not no, leave any change. they are not. Key and Peele is going to win this. Because I want Key and Peele to win. I, I think Key and Peele has recently been recognized as the amazing tr- show it is. It's yeah. fantastic. Especially at the end, the way Key and Peele would handle race and comedy and current events. A lot of great pieces were written about that. Uh, Wesley Morris, in particular, had a really good one towards the end of, end of the days at Grantland. He's uh, just a great writer in general. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. But I think Key and Peele will win this because, first of all, no one else in the category is... Even close to yeah. Key and Peele. Like, Portlandia is a solid show. But didn't they also basically stop making episodes, like, right in the middle of the season and just kind of were like, mm, we're kind of done? Key and Peele? Yeah. No, it just ended. But it also ended so long ago. This ended last year. Right. I thought that they kind of just stopped. Maybe they did fulfill the season requirements or what they said. It might have been a smaller season order. But I think that because they, they probably aren't coming back and doing the show anymore, I think it will get love in its final year. I hope so. I think you're wrong on Saturday Night Live. It, it has been trashed for the last two years, and I don't see it getting better anytime soon. I hope you're right. So, comedy series. This is a stacked category. Yeah. I mean, looking down, the only one I really don't like out of this, I mean, Transparent, I kind of said I'm a little iffy-ish on it. I don't really watch Blackish a lot, but I hear fantastic things, not only about how written, but also how it attacks social issues. Yep. Which Shout out to Anthony Anderson. Interesting. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, not big on, but how do you choose between Master of None, Silicon Valley, and Veep? Those three are almost perfect. Oh, you didn't, you didn't m- mention Modern Family, the show that's won way too many times already. Modern Family, I'm just worn out. We'll get to Ty Burrow later. I hope. He, he's gonna win. That asshole can't win again. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, don't call Ty Burrow an asshole. He just, Bill is the best character. It's so on that phoned show. in because it's such an easy thing for him to do because he's so good. I mean, every time I see him, he's Phil now. He's not even Ty Burrell. He's just Phil. I don't think Modern Family will win this year. I want Master of None. I would love Silicon Valley, but it's Veep. I don't actually think it's that close. I, I think it's a lot closer than you think, but I think Veep is going to win. I mean, it, it is a, a darling at the Emmys, though. I mean, Maybe Transparent gets it, but it's probably Veep. I, I think it's probably Veep. Drama series. Fire. I mean, it's Fire Game category. Of, it's Game of Thrones, though, right? Game of Thrones. 23 noms. Na-na-na-na. Unless Mr. Robot gets it. 
unless Mr. Roebuck gets it as a, as a freshman nomination. That would be... The History of the Drama Series Award, that, that does not happen. Oh, so you don't think Downton Abbey's going to win it? Well, Downton Abbey is at the end. So maybe... Da- I think Downton Abbey might have a better chance than Roebuck, to be honest. You don't think Better Call Saul's going to win it? No. You don't think The Americans is going to win it? It's probably the most deserving show. Matt Reese and Carrie Russell? Fantastic show. You is there a show it. you'd pick over Homeland? I'm trying to think of dramas. Like Homeland Season 1, which is so much better than later Homeland, that everyone has mm. much sour taste on Homeland, even though it's not bad. There was no leftovers this time around, so that wasn't an option. Orange is the New Black. Wasn't that a drama last year? I know it fell off, I, it was I don't like it comedy. anyway. That was I, I thought it switched categories. I don't I know. I don't remember. I don't know. I hear Banshee, maybe. Oh, yeah. One, I want like a show from Sundance or right. Cinemax or something, sure. Yeah, the Game of Thrones gets uh, this. The, I guess The Affair also might be one, but okay. it also might be in the limited. I think okay. it might be in the limited series. Scandal? Scandal. It's got to Washington. Yeah. No, this is Game of Thrones, so I, I don't really think it's that close. But yeah. M- Mr. Robot, I would love to see them win. Yeah, I, I mean, hopefully Rami wins because Mr. Robot probably isn't getting Because you got to remember, Game of Thrones didn't win best drama for many many years because it was losing to breaking bad right which is just so ridiculous because <laughs> also uh, mad men w- didn't win like at Man. all john han won War his, Board like, empire because he was going up against kevin spacey and, and brian cranston brian cranston every single right, right. year i would love to see mr robot steal this i don't think it's gonna happen but the reason i really want this year and i know it's not historically how it goes just because mr robot season two very slow start i think it'll still get love in the category but next next emmy's They'll probably be like it got. It, it's still worthy of nomination, but it probably won't be the best season to pick. No, probably. Whereas not. this year, very good case that it's the best pick. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think it is. So moving on, we already talked about variety sketch series, supporting actor in a drama series. So this and the supporting actress are my two favorite categories out of all of them. Stacked AF. Seriously. So you have <laughs> Jonathan Banks as Mike Ehrmantraut, Peter Dinklage as Tyrion Lannister, Kit Harington as Jon Snow, Michael Kelly as Doug Stamper. Ben Mendelsohn, the god, yep. as Danny Rayburn, and John Voight as Mickey Donovan. The fact that John Voight is such an afterthought I know. tells you a lot. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Ben Mendelsohn, happy he's getting the nomination for Bloodline. Probably won't win, but he's really good. Excited as Shout hell out, for him in Rogue One. He looks awesome, dude. He's going to kill it. Shout out the GOAT. Michael Kelly. I love him as Doug Stamper in House of Cards. I thought it was stupid as hell that he didn't die, but I'm so happy he's still on the show. Doug Stamper just killing chicks left and right. I mean, talk about a ride or die. That guy is... He, he probably is, right He still needs to be in the concussion protocol, let's be honest here. Shout out to uh, Roger Goodell for having the worst concussion protocol of all time. Jonathan Banks, his third nomination... Playing the same character in his second show. And he's not going to win. No, he, he probably is the best pick if you're talking straight acting. Peter Dinklage, he had his moment before in Game of Thrones. Less of a player this season. Right. It's dude, Kit Harington. It's Jon Snow, dude. Jo- he's Jon a star. Snow, when we do our he knows nothing. Rap, it doesn't matter. When we, when we do he our is the rap, ice he's going to be number fire. one. That, that's the crazy thing is that this wrapped up in April. And when it comes to December, it's going to be Jon Snow and Chance. One, two oh, on our shit. power ranking. Dude, Game of Thrones isn't at next year's Emmys. Oh, right. Because of the del- if you don't know, they had to start their shoot for season seven later because they actually have to wait for winter because, you know, mm-hmm. winter actually came. Right. You know, right in that ass. So because of that, the show isn't starting until June as opposed to ending in June. Therefore, it's it's not eligible for next year's Emmys. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Weird. So, maybe, so season uh... seven, which is a shorter season, people will have a lot to think about. 
Jonathan Banks will win next year then. And maybe the Americans will win next year. Maybe. How about that? There'll be some (laughs) some interesting choices. Sporting actress in a drama series. I mean... I think Game of Thrones cancels each other out in this one. There's Clark is Danny, Lena Headey as Cersei, and surprise chick, Maisie Williams as Arya Stark. Good for her. Yeah, shout her. Yeah, she was alright. I mean, it was kind of tedious watching her train for... Yeah. (laughs) I also think you could easily have went with Sansa. I think Sophie Turner's best work as Sansa was this year. Uh, also the character's you. best work. But. Yeah. She's becoming much more interesting when she was basically a nothing character for yeah. a while. Maggie Smith for Down- Downton Abbey. Yep. Looks like she played... Oh, wait. Sorry. This is just the weird Downton Abbey name. Violet, Dowager Countess of Grantham. A. Pass. <laughs> Maura Tierney in The Affair. And Constance Zimmer in Unreal. Now, first of all, what the fuck is Unreal? heard about it it's on lifetime though so that's all i need oh, to know to know i'm out unreal is the fake bachelor parody yeah oh Juliet talks about it boom just just connected this is gonna be maggie smith she'll get oh. hat trick for the role down abby's final year the show always gets some recognition i hope more tyranny wins do you i don't know i don't i don't watch the affair but i hate when people win year after year after year i don't watch Downton abby who won last year maggie smith I'm going to guess it was. If you, Okay, if they're picking Game of Thrones, pick. If you had to pick one of the three, who would you pick? Lena Headey. I'd pick Amelia Clark. Really? L- Lena Headey, I mean, she she <sighs> killed it last year. Amelia Clark was like away half the show. She Well, I mean, this is supporting, so it doesn't need to be in every episode. But also, what did you, what were what were what was her standout scene? Probably when, when she when she burned the guys. I mean, I feel like that wasn't that was more spectacle than her performance, you know? The, Cersei's, all of her scenes are her performance. I would say if you have to show Amelia her, is so much more plot-driven in what she does scene to scene, you know? I think if you had to pick one one scene to show... Well, they, would, they, they submit an episode for each performance. I'm not, I don't remember what they pick. It would probably... Be, well, if you just had to pick one scene, though, it would probably be the scene between her and Tyrion when he's talking about yeah. believing in her. I mean, that's... A, that's probably what the scene they picked for Tyrion, too. Yeah, it's an incredibly emotional scene, and the acting in it is just beautiful. You know what? You're actually probably right. If you had to go head-to-head, I, I don't think it's Maisie Williams, but... No. Lena Headey as, as Cersei is just, she's, that, that last I mean, scene of her sitting on the Iron Throne is just. Yeah. In yeah. fairness, Maisie Williams probably took a spot from someone else, if I have yeah. to think about it a little more, but, you know, definitely deserving at the same time. There's just only so many spots. Yeah, also interesting, just to kind of double back, Christian Slater not getting a nom. I thought it was just a, a nod to how stacked that category actually was. Cause oh, yeah, wow, that's right. I think he got Golden Globe nominations, right? But that's a stupid award show no one cares about. A few more, Pat. Supporting actor in a limited series or movie. Dude, this one's going to get me too. I know. I want it to be Bokeem Woodbine. So He's bad. the best pick, <laughs> but he'll probably... Mike Milligan. He'll get cannibalized by Jesse Plemons in Fargo mm. as well. And I think Hugh Laurie wins for Night Manager. Oh, interesting. I was thinking Sterling K. Brown. He was also someone that came out of People vs. OJ with a lot of buzz. He's actually in a new show this fall where I believe he is a... Oh, it's the Lethal Weapon remake. Mm, right, so right. People will probably get to see him a bunch. I mean, there's two Fargo, <laughs> three the People vs. Exactly. OJ, and one the Night Manager. And that is so, why Hugh Laurie will reign supreme. <laughs> I, I can see that. He, he got good reviews. I was in the Night Manager. I do want to see it. Still, okay, I'll get to it. But shout out Bokeen. Bokeen Woodbine as Mike Milligan's probably my second favorite overall performance from this season, right next to Ryan Mallet. By the thing about it. Because I love Fargo so much, and he's my favorite Fargo character. Ryan Mallet? R- Rami Mallet. Oh, I thought you said Ryan, Ryan Mallet. I was like, Ryan Mallet, unemployed quarterback? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? 
<laughs> His work on the Patriots was fantastic. Holding mm. Tom Brady's jock. Supporting actress in the limited series, Sarah Paulson, right? I mean, she's going to win? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't Gene really Smart. Actually, no, 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 I don't. I think Gene Smart wins for mm. Fargo. That was a really meaty role as... Floyd Gerhardt, the matriarch of that family. That was a thankless role, I feel like. I feel Definitely. Like there were so many other characters that stood out. I mean, her sons were so... I mean, the story revolved around them in, in a major way, and she was basically just, like, the sturdy, sturdy like, head of the household, keeping things moving. And mm-hmm. She didn't really even get her shine until, like, the last couple episodes. This is an interesting one, because Regina King won last year, and Sarah Paulson probably is more likely to win her other nomination, but I think very easy she could pull both of them out. But yeah, I think Gene Smart wins it. So, moving on to the last two categories. Supporting actor in a comedy series. Not Ty Burrell. <laughs> it's it's going to be Ty Burrell, though, right? No, it's not. It's going to be Tony Hale. Tony Hale. As and it Gary. should be Keegan-Michael Key. I agree. It probably should be Keegan-Michael Key. You know, I, I could see Tony Hale. No, nah, I mean... It's his first time Tony Hale's going up against a colleague, Matt Walsh, also nominated for Veep. It, and Mike isn't one of my favorite characters on the show, but I, I think, think it just speaks to my own personal taste. Uh, modern, I think good. Modern Family gets shut out more or less this year. Yeah, I hear that that the writing dropped off a bit this year, which I'm not sure if that's because they probably had turnover in the writing staff. I mean, they've been going for what, like 11 years now. <laughs> I don't know if it's that much, but how good was that? How really good was the writing in Modern Family? It's, it's very it's, good. It's a fantastic comedy, yeah. but I also think it's it's kind of simple. Sure, but I mean, it, you're you're creating broad appeal. Yeah, but, I f- this is... the, but the writing dropping off on a show like Modern Family, I feel like that's a stupid criticism. The writing is pretty brilliant. I don't know. Maybe we'll watch a couple episodes from I, the first couple I, seasons. Or maybe yeah. just choices with characters, I guess. Maybe deciding where they take the season. Maybe. I mean, Luke is like a very strange character right now because he's really actually know. going through puberty. I don't it's know. interesting watching all the kids grow up. I can see Tony Hale winning this. I, I could see also see Ty Burrell winning this. I, no one else really stands out to me here. I don't even know what the show Baskets is, so... Louis Anderson, good for you, man. Last one, supporting actress. Wait, hold on. And Breko Kimmy Schmidt got way too many nominations. There's another nomination for this show. Titus Ty- Burgess is probably the best. Who played a guy named Titus? <laughs> yeah. But he's probably the best thing about that show. Titus Andromedon. That's a name. <laughs> and a Transformer. And he's also a pretty ridiculous character in the show. He's basically her best friend and this very flamboyant gay man who. Mm. I don't know, just kind of rocks it, really. Mm. But yeah, so supporting actress in a comedy series. Last one. I don't really know a lot of these people other than Kate McKinnon. Allison um, Janney keeps winning. Yeah. But it's like, it's mom. It's like she's a great talent. She has many wins, huge career. I feel like she But just, she keeps winning for this. She's doing a great job in a simple CBS procedural. Right. I just was, hate that that's what wins. She was so good as CJ on West Wing. That now yeah, that, of course. That she's winning this. It feels almost sacrilege that she didn't get enough shine for that role, and it feels almost like they're like, okay, well, she was so awesome in that. Let's give it to her. I know that's not the case because I, I think feel like she's good in this. Show, I but... think Kate McKinnon wins though because she really stood out as Hillary Clinton this year on Saturday Night Live. That's not a bad. Call. And again, just a general appreciation of the talent. We've appreciated Allison Janney, quite or Janae, whatever, quite enough. I hope Gabby Hoffman wins. I know she probably fair. won't, but she. She's really good in that show. She plays a, a strange character. Strange Going character. up against a co-worker, though. Yeah, which is probably going to hurt her. However, she was also really good on early seasons of Girls as there you go. Adam Driver's sister in that show. They're an interesting couple to see on Kylo. the screen together. That's it. I mean, any last thoughts on the Emmys? I hope Mr. Robot kills it. Dude. Yeah. That first season. Really need Rami to win, man. Really need it. I need it. We'll, we'll be checking in on our picks. Dave will be live tweeting it. I will not. At NostalgiaPod on Twitter. You can react to the awards as they happen with me. 
and, and, and Pat will tweet later. Yeah, I'll probably just re- retweet everything. So I'll, I'll don't throw, don't show your hand. <laughs> so if you really want to have an interesting follow this Sunday, come follow me so you can follow the now style. That's pod. at Sheeny World Peace. No O. Don't add the O. Shout out Meta World Peace. Any last thoughts for this week, Dave? I mean, it was a pretty pretty good week for us. I mean, it always is. It's always a good week for us. Drink. <laughs> We didn't even mention Kanye. Yeah, we did. Oh, wait, yeah, Good news. Second, second time. Just keep keep drinking again. Help us out with a iTunes review. That is really great. Yeah, if you're an iTunes Seriously? listener, our episode on the season finale of The Night Of, which will be an Emmy's Darling next year. Yes, it will be. Finally uploaded to iTunes. There was a technical error. With the RSS and, feed. Uh, Go listen to it, because uh, it needs some more plays, and it was a really good episode, and The Night Of definitely deserves to be talked about more, because it wasn't talked about enough for eight weeks. <laughs> um, we're going to close it out, and Dave's going to put a song here that goes, I'm free to be the greatest man alive. I got stamina. See you guys next week. Listen to Logic and Aluna. <laughs> and this year's been a long round, so I gotta go. It's Logic, the one nobody would vouch for. How's that shit for an outro?